Hello, my high vibe tribe. Welcome to Mindful Moments. I am your host, Shaylee. You can also call me hashtag my best self daily. You can find me on Instagram at the.shay.way. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Today, we're talking about healthy boundaries. Why are boundaries so important? A few reasons, but before we get into that, I want to ask you to ask yourself a couple of questions. Are you a person who has friends, but you quite often seem to think that your friends contact you only when they need help? Maybe you're struggling with making new friends. Maybe you just cannot say no because you feel so bad if you say no. Maybe you're doing things in your life that you really don't want to do because you just don't know how to tell someone that you don't want to do it. Maybe you're living life for somebody else because you're really not ready to tell them that it's not something they want to do. If any of these resonate with you, this is a boundary problem. I need you to recognize it. It's so important because recognition, as you know, if you've listened to me before, is the very first step to change and growth. And if you want to change this problem and you want to fix this problem, you need to recognize that it actually is a problem. And then you can take the information that I share with you and possibly the practices I share with you, implement them into your life and figure out how you can actually truly have healthy boundaries with people So, and in relationships. So when I talk boundaries, I'm going to tell you a quick little story here. I personally struggled with boundaries for such a long time, and I can almost guarantee you it came from childhood. I'm sure of it, so sure of it. But the one time that I'm going to talk about right now, there's actually two times, but the one time I'm going to talk about right now actually comes from after I moved out of my mom's home. I moved across the world to China, where I had to take a lot of lessons in all at once. It was the first time I ever left the country. And then I came home and decided that I was moving to Alberta. And it was the worst year of my life, 2014. It was chaos after trauma after chaos after trauma. And I had to try to survive it and cope through it. And it was a very, very big struggle, the worst time of my life. But a lot of things were learned in that year and the years that came after it. And I'm still growing and learning from that specific year. But this topic that I'm talking about on boundaries, this specific instance, it tells me and reminds me every single day of how boundaries are so important. So if you're not a person who has boundaries, or some people might identify it as not having a backbone or not being able to say no, you really need to hone in on why. Why are you not able to say no? Are you you fearful of retaliation? That's mine. That's my big thing. I'm scared to say no because I'm scared of the effects of my no. I was always scared of that. I was worried if I said no to a friend um, about going out and doing whatever it was that they wanted to do, then they would never invite me to something ever again. And I was so scared of being alone. I was scared of retaliation in my response. So I avoided it like like the plague. You have no idea how much I avoided it because I was so scared that if I didn't say yes to everything and everyone, that bad things would come to me. It's it's a crippling fear and it's a really intense realization as soon as you recognize it. It took me a long time to realize it, but I want to help you guys kind of fast track through those emotions and those problems so that you're not struggling for longer than you have to with not being able to set those boundaries. Having boundaries is a healthy trait. It's healthy for you to be able to say no in order to 
not attend or serve someone in a way that you're not maybe prepared for. You may not be emotionally or mentally prepared to support them in whatever it is they're asking for, but you're just giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, but you're not filling your own cup up. So this is, it, it plays a lot into self-worth. So what happened to me was, or not happened to me, but things that, something that I went through was I had struggled so bad with self-worth before 2014. Then 2014 happened and my self-worth was at the lowest of low. I couldn't even get any lower, I don't think. And I didn't have boundaries my whole life and even worse after that situation and that year. I just couldn't tell people no because when I did tell people no before, it wasn't taken seriously. No is a huge trigger for me now. I have had so many bad experiences with the word no but I need you to understand and know that no is a full sentence and you are more than valuable and you are more than able to use that sentence to support yourself and protect yourself so that's my very first thing the other thing is what I used to do was I thought that the only way that I could have friends is if I was giving them something I thought I had to help them I thought I had to pay for everything I thought I had to you know, do everything they wanted to do with our free time, like if we were going to make a plan for the weekend. Um, and if I made a plan, it just seemed like people didn't want to be part of it. So they were allowed to say no, but I wasn't allowed to say no. I didn't understand that. And then I recognized it's because I was always willing to flex that they never had a problem with making me flex, if that makes sense. Like I was willing to go um, do an activity that had that had no interest in whatsoever and pay for everybody to do it just so that I could be invited. I was fearful of not having friends. I was fearful of spending too much time alone because spending time alone would mean I had to think my own thoughts and feel my own feelings. And that was a big no-no for me at the time. That was something I was not ready and willing to do. And this is a way that I coped and avoided dealing with things that happened to me in 2014. And it kind of escalated as the years went on because I wasn't dealing with it. So now I can look back and recognize the toxicity in that and how I was not dis that I was not respecting myself and how I was telling people how to treat me. And this is the very important thing. So if you're listening to this and taking notes, write this down. If you are driving, make sure you come back to this and write this part down. You are telling people how to treat you by the way that you treat yourself. So if you're disrespecting yourself by pushing um, your Saturday plans out of the way to make sure that your friend is getting help with something that they asked you for help for, that's disrespecting your plans. That is telling your friend, yeah, it's fine. My, my plans and my hours and everything that I created to happen on Saturday doesn't matter. Anyways, don't worry about it. I'll be there to help you. Maybe in the circumstance that your friend is trying to escape from a really bad situation um, and they had absolutely nobody else that they could turn to, then yeah, help them. That's a trait of a good friend. But if they didn't even ask anybody else because they knew you were going to say yes, why do you have to move everything that you planned on Saturday to go and help them with something that they only told you a day ahead of time? They didn't even ask you last week. They knew they were moving for a whole month. So I want you to really step into recognizing the kind of patterns that you're allowing yourself to 
say yes to when you actually want to say no. That's going to be your first step is recognize it. Be mindful of the conversation. Be mindful of the request and decide. Don't just say yes automatically. Decide if it's something that you can or are willing to say yes to and something that you actually want to do. Like maybe you don't want to help your friend move because you hate the idea of moving, but if you know they're in a serious serious dangerous situation and you want to help them get out of that situation and the consequence of that help might be getting them out of there by moving them different story but i'm talking about you thinking you have to help because they asked you that's not the case you're allowed to say no and if it conflicts with something that actually was priority and very important with you on saturday Please, I'm begging you to say no, because it's so important for you to set that boundary. You're telling them, I'm sorry, I have these plans made. You knew you were moving for a whole month. You can ask somebody else. Um, you didn't give me enough notice. This just doesn't work for me, and I really can't push those plans on Saturday. They're very important to me. And if your friend responds with anger, retaliation, just frustration, or like very negatively, you can consider that person not a real friend. And I know that's going to be a hard one to swallow because for a long time I was like, well, if I do that, then I have no friends, which was a little bit of a dramatic response. But I was so worried about negative retaliation that I just assumed everybody would retaliate negatively, which was not the case. So one specific example that happened, I was driving across Canada to go back home to visit my mom and it was during my birthday month and I decided that I was going to stop and visit um, one friend in every part of each province as I was driving across the country. It was so cool. And I was going to have birthday cake with each of those friends. It was kind of interesting. And one of them was a person who I hadn't seen or heard from in such a long time. And I was like, yeah, it'd be really cool to visit you. It, it's, it had been years. Like they were a person from elementary school who actually bullied me and was not a friend then. And I decided that I was going to open my heart to an apology. And I went there with the intention of staying the night with the assumption that there was an extra space for me to stay. Um, when I found out there wasn't an extra space for me to stay and that we would have to share a bed, I decided that I needed to create a boundary because I did not want anything to happen. And when that person tried, I said no and they didn't get mad at me. I need you to hear this. They didn't get mad at me. I was so scared. I was shaking about the idea of having to say no. I thought they were going to hate me and never talk to me again. And I just said, no, I don't think so. That I really don't want to. It's not my, I'm not into this. And their response was, wow, I respect you even more for that. Are you kidding me? This whole time, my whole entire life, I was so scared to say no because I was so scared to get in trouble or get yelled at if I said no or protected myself or created that healthy boundary. But this person's response, this person who bullied me in elementary school said, I respect you even more. I was so shocked. I was blown away by that response. And that really fueled a very passionate fire in me about creating boundaries. That was kind of one of the most 
eye-opening moments for me in my life where I was like, wow, I'm allowed to say no and people don't have to get mad at me about it. And if people do get mad at me about it, I can write them off as a terrible person. I'm just kidding. I don't believe people are terrible people. I believe people are struggling in different seasons of their life and maybe they don't have this awareness and they might not be ready for it. But I do understand now in my life how much those healthy boundaries are so important and that was my first step to recovering from that year of 2014 and man let me tell you it's it was a couple years after 2014 like it had to have been probably four years after that 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 situation happened and I just fell in love with the idea of saying no And then I did so many things where I said no, and I was able to weed the healthy and unhealthy, so toxic and non-toxic relationships in my life. I was able to weed toxic friends out of my life where I didn't realize how toxic they were until I told them no. And then they would have a fit or they would respond with a negative reaction. And I was so confident in my boundary setting that I decided like, If you can't accept my no and respect it for what it is and the reason behind me saying no, I don't think we can be friends. And I just blessed and released them. It was so important for me to bless them because I know that maybe they're not understanding and aware of the situation that I'm in or the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing or saying what I'm saying or the reason why I say no. But it's definitely something where it took me a while to learn and I'm so beyond grateful that I did it. And I want you to understand as a listener who may have not been able to practice this in their life, you don't have to, you do not have to give an explanation for your no. If you want to, you're welcome to, but you do not have to. If you say no to someone and they say why, you do not have to say why. It's not their business. You're allowed to say no and keep it at no. And I want you to believe in yourself so much with the power of the word no that you can stand your ground. So what I'm gonna suggest for you to practice is maybe say no to little things. Like if you're in a relationship and your spouse asks you to grab them something off the counter and you say, no, it's okay, you can get it yourself, I'm a little busy and walk away. Practice it, it's so empowering. Now don't become really aggressive about it and just throw no in people's face because it's entertaining for you. This is really a mindful practice that you're gonna put into place and implement so that you can grow healthy boundaries for yourself and for the people around you. And once you start doing this, people are gonna start respecting you a little more and you'll notice it through small little waves like when you decide that you cannot attend a party because maybe you're you're identifying that you're a little bit too um, much into drinking and you decided you wanted to um, stop drinking so much and you say no to a party, you're going to get the guilt trips. You're going to get the how come you think you're better than us now because you don't drink. You could still come to the party and not drink, but you full well know that you're going to go to the party and they're going to try to push you or peer pressure you into having a drink and make you feel bad about bettering yourself. If that's the case, You need to release that. You need to release those people and stand firm on your no. Make sure when you're saying no, you're saying no about things that you really do not want to participate in. So one of the huge, huge things for me was, um, and this is going to get very vulnerable very quick. I want you to hear my heart on this. I struggled saying no to sex or sexual acts. 
that is a huge confession for me. I don't even think I've confessed that anywhere else. I'm confessing it now. I couldn't say no because I was so scared to be attacked, abused, beaten, yelled at, locked up, the things that have happened to me before. I was so scared because when I said no before, they would do it anyways. So to me, it was more viable or more reasonable to just do it without the fight. It was less painful because I wasn't being fought to get it done. And it sounds awful and I'm so sorry if any of you are struggling with something like this, but I want you to hear my heart on this. That is the reason why no was such a hard word for me to learn for such a long time. And I have been able to use no to empower myself in many different areas in my life to the point right now where I'm so comfortable saying no in any form, even sexually, that I, I feel free. I feel able to have choice again. And it's so disempowering when it starts in one form in your life like that and it, it grows into something bigger because it'll go from that to thinking you have a choice about where you work or what you get told to do at work and then you're getting abused at work and taken advantage for your work ethic at work because you're no trickled into that. Your disempowerment and your struggle trickled into your work life and then it trickled into your friendship life and then it trickled into your family life, okay? You do not have to be a person who's gone through traumas like this to have a toxic relationship with the word no. I'm telling you, if you have a parent or even a mother-in-law or a sibling who's very toxic in your life and causes a lot of stress, causes a lot of... um anxiety for you or something like that maybe you practice just saying no to them maybe you practice saying i think i'm going to actually only visit you twice a year instead of the once a month that we've been doing because that's all my energy can handle right now and you don't have to give them an explanation you could just say no and then show up when you can and when you can doesn't mean when you have free time. When you can means when you are fully charged with enough empowerment that in any situation that you're put in, in the time that you do visit that toxic person in your life that you're not ready to cut out, you're still able to have boundaries while you're there too. So it's really important to recognize where you are, practice your empowerment with the word no or your empowerment with your boundaries, and then keep on them. Here's the thing that's going to happen at the very beginning of your process that I'm going to share with you. Because this is what I went through. You're going to practice no, but then you're going to get guilt tripped a little bit and you'll take it back and you'll feel bad. And then you'll, you'll do the action that you were requested to do. And then you will have guilt or shame about it later and you'll beat yourself up about it. That is more than likely going to happen. If it doesn't happen, good for you. You probably already have a strong foundation of um, boundaries for yourself. And it's just that you're going to implement it into a new part of your life. That is fantastic. But if you are anything like me and you struggled with this for such a long time, it might start that way. Where you take your no back and you feel really bad and then you get guilted. And then later you think about it and you're like, damn, I really wanted to stick to my no that time. That's going to help you though. That's going to help you because you're going to recognize 
the pattern of the people who are guilt tripping you. You're going to recognize the problems, where the problems are coming from and what they're surrounding. So for me, something that's that was surrounding me was also food and diet because I wanted to eat a healthy lifestyle or live a healthy lifestyle and the person that I was with at the time didn't want that. They wanted to eat out all the time. I tried to create a boundary around money and um, healthy eating and I couldn't say no. And I couldn't say no for a couple of reasons because one, I I didn't feel empowered in that relationship and two, because I struggled with the exact thing that I wanted so I didn't have a clear objective to say to have a reason to say no for myself because you don't you don't need to give an explanation to anybody else but you need to have an explanation for yourself the reason why you don't want to do what you're going to what you're being asked to do so what happened was I went out and ate every time even though I didn't want to and paid for it even though I didn't want to but it was to make that person happy and to please them and try to prove to them that I was worth being in a relationship with and obviously that is not a good situation and it took me a few a few uh, minutes or months whatever to figure it out but that was a season in my life and it's a thing that I had to go through to again recognize the falling back in the pattern this isn't going to be an overnight fix this isn't going to be something that you try to practice and then you're really good at it like You're going to suck at it at first and you need to know that and you need to accept that. And then when you suck at it, you'll get good at it. And when you get good at it, you'll get better at it. And then when you're better, you'll be great. And then when you're great, you'll be world class at saying no. And that's so important because everything is going to be baby steps in your life. No matter what you do, what practice or tactic you put or implement into your life, you're going to suck at first, okay? You're going to suck. And as long as you can recognize that you will, but you're willing to push forward anyway, that's when you're going to grow in it. So practice small. Maybe if you have kids, you know, stay firm when you say no. Don't change your mind. Say no and stick with no. If you if you are a person who sometimes just says yes or no immediately, maybe start with just thinking about giving a yes or no what are the consequences if you say yes what are the consequences if you say no are they actual consequences or are they consequences you're assuming are going to happen because you think you know how that person is going to respond referring back to that story where I said no to having sex with that person and they told me that they respected me even more for saying no so recognize your patterns find your patterns and implement this small step baby steps, micro steps, whatever you need to do to get 1% better every single day at saying no and creating those healthy boundaries. If you have a healthy boundary surrounding you and you know exactly what you want in life, people will learn to respect you because you're telling them how to treat you. And if you're telling people how to treat you and it's saying yes to everything and that you're willing to adapt to anything and that you could... You know, if you're a person who's in a workplace, I know this happens. I was a manager and I was a victim of this. There's people who don't ever say no to their boss. Your boss doesn't respect you anymore. They don't, they don't have a different, they don't have a a different opinion on you. It doesn't matter. They're like, well, this person's always going to say yes. They're not doing anything more for you. You're not extra special. No offense. You're You're just a valuable employee because you answer and you say yes. 
But do you think they would think twice if they had to lay you off? Not likely. Not if they had to get rid of a certain amount of numbers. So I need you to understand that your value is what you create your value to be. You really, really, really need to create healthy boundaries. And yes, there's a difference between healthy boundaries and unhealthy boundaries. Unhealthy boundaries are boundaries that people set for you. That's not okay either. So an example of an unhealthy boundary might be your spouse telling you that you can't go see your family and saying it's because they're toxic. Your spouse should not be telling you that at all. Nobody should be telling you what to do. Your spouse can support you in that decision, but they do not get to tell you or stop you from going to see your family because that's not something that they get to choose. You get to choose. If they don't want to go visit your family, that's okay. They can stay home. But they do not get to tell you whether or not you go visit your family. So that's kind of an idea of an unhealthy boundary or example to the best of my ability. But if you think you have other unhealthy boundaries, write them down and release them. Write them down and correct them to the best of your ability. Don't try to do this all at once. Please take the micro steps. Please do everything you can to try and practice the micro steps and the baby steps. It's so, so important. So I hope you guys got value from this. If you did, please feel free to screenshot this, share it in your story, tag me on Instagram at the.shay.way. And of course, leave me a five-star review if you love what we talk about here. And as always, happy manifesting. I'm sending positive vibes in every single way, every single day. Bless me.